Hey, what's up? You're listening to Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. I'm your host, Eddie Macaranis, and I'm a former dancer who connects with people who've hustled an unconventional path in areas ranging from leadership, art, business, entertainment, health and fitness, social media, and lifestyle so that you can leverage their knowledge and experiences to gain an edge on your personal and professional improvement. I want you to discover how you can create a clearer path in your journey by learning from those who have set the stage in their own discipline. Gain a better understanding of the strategies, struggles, and successes of real leaders and real people. Let's go. What's up, podcast world, and welcome to Setting Stages. I appreciate your loyalty for those of you who are subscribed and come back week after week on Thursdays to listen to the show. Now, if this is your first time listening, thank you so very much for joining the audience. I really hope that you join the community permanently and gain something really cool from the show and really enjoy what you hear. And today, all of you guys are in for a real treat. Today, I'll be joined by two dancers who met through the San Diego dance scene. They fell in love, they got married, and they started a business as dance instructors who travel and teach all around the world. Today you're going to learn how networking helped them individually book their very first dance travel jobs. They'll explain why they document their journeys on their YouTube channel. They'll also share their take on how to balance work and life as a business duo and as a married couple. And finally, they're going to share with you some practical advice on how to endure the pursuit of living your dream. No matter what your goals might be that you're chasing, whether that's writing a play, owning your own coffee company, or even starting a food truck, my guests today are going to offer some real lessons about putting your heart into your craft to serve others in order to design a life that you've dreamed. So let's welcome to the stage, Mr. and Mrs. Kevin and Dea Wynn. Let's go. Welcome to Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. Hey. Dude, thank you for having us. I got Daya and Kevin, y'all. Hi. What's good? <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk to you guys because you guys definitely have gone through uh, a lot of like unconventional paths, and that's what the show is all about. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's reaching out to those who are doing that thing that is so unique, and other people are aspiring to do that thing, you know. But you guys yeah. have figured it out, and and I'm not saying that you might be perfect at it, but you're in the, you're in the thick of it. And I think that you can share some insight that'll help audience members and potential listeners to like just kind of learn how they can apply your guys' principles mm-hmm. and teachings into their own endeavors, whether that is dance or something else. Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. So tell us, like, just tell me about like who you guys are as a unit, and we'll go from there. You want me to go? Yeah. Cool. So hi, guys. We are Kevin and Dea. Um, we're married dancers and travelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we teach dance and we choreograph, and I mean that's kind of like the summarization of like kind of what we do. Right on. Yeah. You guys have uh, obviously been married for a few years now. Can you give me what's the number? Three? It'll be two years. Yes. Two years. Almost two years. Wow. 
Okay, so that's flies. <laughs> so prior to that, obviously you guys were dating, and then prior to that, you guys were individuals. Mm-hmm. So can you guys each share kind of like your origin story in dance? Ooh, yeah, of course. Um, so not a lot of people know this about me, but uh, I was born in Iowa, um, raised in Illinois, um, near Chicago, and um, that's kind of where um, I, I found my love yeah. for dance. Um, yeah, I, I always loved break break dancing. Um, yeah. All of my friends around me were always doing it, so of course I was like, you know what? I want to have fun with my friends. I want to do what they do. Um, and that started um, like maybe 13, 14 years old in um, Chicago, Illinois, and um I moved to California during uh, my freshman year, or right after my freshman year of high school, and um, found uh, my best friends now, um, Paul, Gerald, Dre, Jay, and um, they actually introduced choreography to me for the first time, like, in sophomore year, and um, after that, I fell in love with choreography. Um, Paul got on a team called Formality. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Formality, by the way. Formality, um, I think in like 2006, and uh, he pretty much inspired all of us to just want to go on this like choreography and dance path, because it it, it looked great. Um, He introduced me to the community, the San Diego community. Um, A lot of great teams come out of there, and um, yeah, uh, ever since Formality, I've been on teams like uh, Urban Effects, uh, Super Galactic, and uh, Fortunate fortunate enough to be on uh, teams like Choreo Cookies, uh, was my dream team, and... um, yeah, and that was basically like my dance community story, and uh, that's where I found Dea, and yeah, ever, ever since then, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, th- things have just been uh, like a good uphill uh, ride, I guess, um, cool. ever since uh, I found Dea and the community. Good, and I like that you call it an uphill ride, just because, yeah. you know, like, it is work, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. You got you to put mm-hmm. in the effort, so that's legit. Dea, that's a perfect transition for you, so what's up? Where are you, cool. Where are you at with dance? Ah, dance. So, my mom was a dancer, my dad was a dancer, my sister danced. Yeah, so it was kind of like straight out the womb, you know what's expected of you. You were conceived in a studio. Totally. You know what I mean, though? Like, um, it was, yeah, I had no choice, but it was, I think, the best thing, you know, for me in my path because I was exposed to it so early. Um, And I started ballet at three. Um, then I transitioned into like tap and jazz and contemporary. Oh, it kind of just like dipped my toes into like the studio world. Yeah. Um, I found hip hop in high school. Um, Culture Shock. Back in the day, they used to come into like the middle schools and the high schools to perform. Nice. And so that's kind of how I was like, what is that? You know, and Hmm. um, Culture Nights too is kind of like where I saw formality for the first time. So it's kind of like this, uh, they all kind of exposed me to that what seemed like at the time it was like a big secret because it was like a cool little like underground thing that was going yeah, on yeah yeah <clears throat> um and i i fell in love with it so that's kind of how i got into the community uh, my first dance team was future shock san diego progressed to nyr which was the girl team of formality at the time uh, i did funks san diego Super Galactic, Box Cutters, and then I was super fortunate enough Ooh. to uh, get into Cookies in 2008. Solid. Mm-hmm. We all have that in common, Choreo Cookies. Yes, so cookies. big shout out to the squad. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so now we're going to fast forward the tape a little bit. Now you guys are, and you've dubbed yourselves, dance travel journalists. Yes. So there's a lot of phrases that kind of, fit, or words that fit into that phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Break that down for us. What are you 
as far as dance travel journalists are concerned? How do you define it? Um, honestly, a dance travel journalist is basically what it sounds like. Uh, we, we dance, we travel, and we pretty much document everything. Um, and we've been doing this for as long as we've been traveling and dancing, but it was only um, recently, this past year, that we actually coined the term dance travel journalist and actually kind of just wrote it out and then, um, yeah, made ourselves dance travel journalists. <laughs> yeah. I saw you guys, you know, mm-hmm. go, uh, build some hype and launch, mm-hmm. like, the official Kevin and Daya Travels um, Instagram, mm-hmm. the YouTube account, mm-hmm. um, which is where you would, you know, share your videos and document uh, and your documentaries from your travels. Mm-hmm. What? Um, How did you decide to, that you wanted to start documenting? Why? Mm. Well, I think for us, so, well, we have Asian parents yes. who are very <laughs> concerned about the path that we chose. Um, and so for us, it was a way for them to kind of see like what we're really doing, um, get an understanding of like how we are able to impact people through our work and through our dancing and through um, building community in different areas of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not just keeping in touch with family, but also keeping in touch with friends okay. and staying connected, um, but taking it further from the social media realm than just like Facebook posts, sure. but actually like uh, kind of educating them on like what we're up to, mm-hmm. okay. you know, and keeping, keeping in touch was mm-hmm. the, was the biggest push because, um, you know, naturally our parents worry. And so they were kind of yeah. like, well, what are you guys doing? And so yeah. we wanted to share what exactly what we mm-hmm. were doing. Cool. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Kevin? Well, I mean, before we started doing the videos, like our parents would just kind of just see what we were doing and they would kind of just see oh they would dance and travel and then it would look like we would just be having fun and you know and that's what they would see our job as just like oh they're just traveling and having fun like I don't know what they're doing (laughs) you know what I mean but they don't know the extent of the job and how deep it actually goes okay Um, from what I'm capturing from you guys mm -hmm. the reason why you started to document is to show your family and friends Mm -hmm. why and how you guys do the travel job Mm -hmm. as dancers Mm -hmm. cool now, it's to me, as an audience member for you know fans of yours or however you want to coin it, when I watch or, or yeah, if I just observe what you post online, whether that's YouTube or on Instagram, um, I see it as a way of showcasing like just like it's almost like um, Wild on E, like the old TV show that was on <laughs> or like Travel <laughs> Channel or something like yeah, that. But yeah. what's cool about it is that there's, you know, dancing, dancing is such a huge industry now. I feel like it's exploded. Yes. But as dancers, we appreciate that you get to showcase like what your experience is like teaching on a broad scale. Mm-hmm. And you guys are doing something that you guys love for a living. And, you know, you guys both said your parents questioned, what is this path? Where is it all really going? When you look at the grand scheme of what you do as dance traveler journalists, um, how are they perceiving that grand scheme compared to how you see it now? That's a great question. Okay. Um, it's a great question because I really have to think about it. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned you know that they they didn't have a connection, they didn't have an understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has their understanding and perspective changed? Yes. Okay. Yes, it has. So, what's the evolution of that? Well, right now, well, my mom watches like all the episodes that we release. So, um, I I think before she would just kind of see dancing as like okay, me dancing, but she doesn't. She's never seen me teach, and she's never seen us teach, and That's actually. True. Um, 
experience our, our job like like at like a first hand right. type of experience you okay. know um but i think uh the videos allow her to do it to do that and she sees that you know we're working with like young kids and we're working with actually not just young kids but just like of all ages and she respects that i think first and foremost um because she's she's seeing now that we're not just dancing but we're using dance to kind of spread positivity and spread the positive culture that we were brought up in and use it in a positive okay. way that's not just oh we're having fun <laughs> you sure, know sure. Um, but of course it's all fun it's it's always all fun we love dance and okay. dance will always be fun that's why we started doing it um but i think uh we want to kind of direct that fun and use it for purpose as well cool yeah how would you define what that purpose is um, I think I think our niche is bringing people up and bringing others up. Um, we feel that in this uh, social media, I guess, era, um, we feel like there's a lot of, uh, I guess, just like young people who are in need of just like a confidence boost. They're constantly comparing themselves to just everyone, everywhere. Um, and that doesn't matter, you know? Like, um, we're, we're about teaching people that it's about bringing the best um, in or out of yourself and um, always overcoming and trying to outdo yourself um, cool. rather than outdoing someone else um, uh -huh. and I think that's basically what we try to talk about I think during our classes the most is um, it's not just dance but we try to give them a, a different uh, mindset cool I respect that yeah sweet <laughs> being that you guys are now you know making a career out of dance and everything not many people really get to say that they work in that capacity where they mm -hmm. absolutely love what they're doing and they're getting paid for it um, and, and when you look at our previous generation, that seemed to have been criticized a lot. Like, art is a very competitive world. Mm -hmm. um, and why, like how can dance really supplement your life? And yeah. it's not like they're trying to belittle your path. It's more like it's coming from love. Like, here's what we know. We know to work hard for ourselves mm -hmm. and earn our keep so that, you know, we can maintain life. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, on the flip side of that coin, here you two are doing something that you absolutely love and are earning a living from it, um, which then kind of like it starts to change um, generationally. And what that turns into is it opens up a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. for people who are watching you, look up to you uh, and admire your work. They can follow in these footsteps. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hence why I got you on this podcast. Hey. <laughs> now, I'm saying all this stuff about what you're doing right now. When you rewind the tape to your childhood, what did you guys really want to be when you grew up? Ooh. That's a tough one. Because, you know, when you're growing up, I mean, some of it's kind of absurd. Like, I really wanted to go to space camp. You see it on TV, and you're like, oh, yeah. I want to space camp. You know? I forgot about those commercials. Yeah. Space camp. Like yeah, Mary man. Kate, Nashley, go yeah. to space camp. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that, you know? Yeah. That's so funny. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, an astronaut was definitely one of those things that I wanted to be. Yeah. yeah, and I look at it now. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't. I don't want to be an astronaut. At yeah, all. no, like yeah. I never want to go to space. That. Like you see those movies, and you're like, no, no, I don't want to go to space anymore. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. No, you know, not, not so much. That's cool. So, at what point did you begin? Um, you guys gave us a little rundown of your dance mm -hmm. journey. When did it become a serious thing for it to become like a, an, a to earn a living? Like, how did that transition Ooh. take place? I mean, for me, it started from, well, being a student to, okay, maybe I could sub a class here and there and try it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to, okay, there's a position open at, for a weekly spot in a dance studio. 
to then evolving to, okay, I could record my work and put it out there for the world to see. And someone picked it up and was like, hey, this is cool. Can you teach this over here? And then it kind of just evolved to that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think I was ever really sure that this was like going to be my career, career path. Uh I think till I met you and we started Mm. collaborating and I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. We're doing some, some stuff here. Cool. Yeah. All right. So the partnership kind of like evolved in mm-hmm. your mind to from like, okay, I could dance at the studio weekly at my spot. Uh-huh. And then after seeing what you guys can do as a unit, you, Dea, decided this is actually something good. This is something yeah. that we can make more of. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that, Kevin? Um, <clears throat> like what was your evolution of becoming a serious instructor and taking it to that next level? For me... I feel like the transition between like student to instructor was very seamless and very natural. Okay. I, I mean that in, in a way where um, I was only focusing on training and I was only focusing on growing and trying to just like having fun and going with the flow with what um, my directors and what the people um, or my inspirations like told me yeah. um, to do. Yeah. You know. Um, so it was always about fun and it was always just about um, growing and just like um, breaking your limit and then just you know um, finding the next level and. Uh, and I think that, like, the training and all the fun turned into, like, opportunity, <clears throat> opportunities, sorry, <laughs> where um, uh, my, our team at the time, Formality, we started getting opportunities as a squad, and then um, performance opportunities turned into teaching opportunities, and um, those teaching opportunities kind of led me to think, like, oh, man, like, this is really fun. Like, I, I really, really want to do this. Like, I wonder what would happen if I put more effort into it, you know? Um, so I started releasing uh, YouTube videos traditionally around that time because that's um, what you did mm-hmm. as a dancer, you sure. know? Um, and I did, I did that for a bit, and then I actually met Dea. And then, um, like she said, we found each other, and then I think we both had the same mindset as far as, like, dance in our careers. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think we just... I remember us talking about it, too, and we are like, yo, are, are, are we going to do this? Like, what's, what's the goal here? And the yeah. goal was for us to... Um, do it together and mm-hmm. both of us wanted that and then ever since then we started releasing videos on youtube together consistently mm-hmm. and um did that for a while and the opportunities came yeah did you know that youtube was going to be that platform of like this is my visual resume did you know it to be that thing or and that that was how you're gonna market like, yourself yes and no okay yeah. it's like you just saw everyone like your inspirations mm-hmm. do it so mm-hmm. you're like oh well maybe that's how it happens and then I mean, we were guessing at the time, but sure. it totally worked. Talking about you traveling as dance instructors, did you foresee or plan that to be the case, like traveling the world to teach? No, we did not see that or foreplan that at all. I think, I think there was a certain moment, like maybe after a certain job, we were like, yo, like, like what mm-hmm. can we do to um, upscale this or like um, enhance this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we started... Uh, Kind of just making moves for ourselves, I think. Just um, the yeah. game was exposure, I think, at that time. Okay. And we just wanted to get as much exposure as we can. We knew we were talented, but we knew that we had to just kind of just get everyone to see us and Legit. turn their heads. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so YouTube wasn't necessarily like the thing, mm-hmm. and traveling wasn't necessarily the plan. No. no. But it started to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What, um, if you can recall that first like book gig that you did internationally? Can you guys kind of walk us through what that was like? How did it lead up to that point? Oh, man. Well, my first international job was a combination of luck and timing. Okay. 
uh, luck in a sense of like, I mean, I think Kevin and I, I, I could speak for both of us when we say we know that we were perfectly placed in the time that we were in and that, um, I don't know, it, it's crazy to think like, you know, I could have been born anywhere else, yeah. you know, but I was born where I was and that was where the community kind of boomed in like San Diego and then there was like an LA scene going on. Sure. So just going through that was like timing impeccable right sure you and didn't have any control of it over it it was just it you were in the right place and right the universe place, was speaking right for you time, yeah. my you know my mom was in san diego but she was yeah. born you know what i mean though so it's crazy like going that far back um but in terms of like our first well my first international job and this was solo uh i think this was 2012 or 11 and um, it was around HHI time. Okay. And we were still, um, we still had 429 open. And so this job was intentionally for our good friend, Kristen Aguinaldo. Cool. And she, at the time, was with, uh, she was directing True Def. And so she was unable to go to this job because True Def was competing at HHI. All right. And then so the next person in line was Bianca. And Bianca had Primary Source, who was also competing at HHI. And so Bianca passed it to me, and I, I was available. Sure. So I think I was super lucky. Got it, Because, got it, yeah. you know, it, it trickled out. I was the third person in line for this job, and it was just total. I, I totally see it as luck. And, um, I mean, from that first international job, we went to, I went to Singapore um, with our good friends Nick. Shout out to Nick and Felix from um, Singapore. They they gave it. They they really gave me my first job, and I, I got to give it up to them because uh, we still have this working relationship with them. Cool. Um, and that's been what eight years now, yeah. seven years. And that continues like, to this day. Yeah, that's it continues awesome. to this day, and we'll, awesome. you know we continue to give ode to them because they were really the ones that. I mean, believe in me enough to, like, give some 19-year-old kid, like, a job. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's wild to me. You know, uh, when you consider the story that you shared about your dance journey and, and you know, all the training that you had gone through mm-hmm. and even just the love that you began to develop for that craft, <clears throat> all that preparation led to a point where, like, luck, yeah, it has something to do with mm-hmm. it. You're also prepared for that moment, too. I think that there's a reason why, you know, Kristen chose Bianca to be the next in line and why Bianca then chose you to be the next in yeah, line. Yeah, dude, so mm-hmm. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's it, like they, they had their eye out for certain people. Kristen had hers on Bianca and Bianca on you. Mm-hmm. And and then the people who were putting together that event for you to travel to an inter, like a different country to teach, mm-hmm. they trusted the opinion of those two other people. Oh, totally. Which is mm-hmm. incredible. And totally. the reason why, though, I think you got to give yourself credit. You were prepared. You you trained to the, to be to kind of step up to the moment, which is awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. Kevin, what about you? What was the first booked travel gig as a dance instructor? Oh man, um, my story is actually a lot, are very similar to Dea's. Okay. Um, my friend Paul Ross, um, he's on Cookies as well. Uh, he was traveling at that time. It, mm-hmm. I think it was 2011, 2012 as well, um, and he was actually booked in Switzerland. Okay. Um, and for some reason, last second, I remember this is like maybe a few days before oh. he flew out. 
um, he's like, he's like, hey man, like I can't make it to, to this job. Like, are, are you interested? Like, I showed uh, these organizers, like these Switzerland organizers, your videos, and um, they said they're down to have you. Like, are are you down to go? And I was like, oh my gosh, Paul, like, like I can't believe you're <laughs> you're just handing this to me right now, you know? Um, and then. So I got that news. Paul told me about that opportunity, and then I knew that as my first like international gig, like I had to come like extra prepared. Um, I remember I had 12 classes to teach. It was like a tour in Switzerland, wow. and I came with like 12 new pieces ready to like teach like within those those classes um, mm-hmm. with like a build with like my best piece being like the last. Like I had it like planned out to the T, and cool. I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna try to make this like the move that triggers like hopefully what will be like the rest of my career that's what I was thinking at the time sure, you know yeah. um and then I came prepared to that uh to that gig and I actually still work with that organizer to today still and um, uh-huh. um back then it was called back to the roots and uh, now it's international impact so um shout out to Alan thank you for having me and uh thank you for continuing to bring me back and now me and Dea back so thank yeah. you so much man wow what a story <laughs> and 12 pieces in 12 days is that what it was yeah how, how long did it take for you to prepare all those pieces um well i had some pieces prepared already like before I, I got the news that i haven't released yet so it was just like a matter of finishing those pieces um those last few pieces before i left for the trip um yeah but uh i, I don't regret like any of that at all like i yeah. remember like staying up to like 3 a.m like 4 a.m trying to like finish these pieces just so you know i could wake up the next day like trying to just like do more as much as i could um yeah, I remember I treated that job as like the most important thing like ever like at that time and I feel like if I didn't then I don't think it would be, you know, as as much as it is right now. Mm-hmm. So um I'm very happy. Thank you Paul by the way too, hey, man. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so people were looking out for you. Yes, yeah, always. Totally. That's awesome. And, and and it's interesting because, you know, you use your talents, your love for the game in in the world of dance to to share like that passion, to share mm-hmm. that drive, to improve, um, can just and just be aware that it's like it's all about being the best possible person individually, mm-hmm. as opposed to like I don't know, just nailing it and trying to be the coolest person yeah. or whatever, oh, or, yeah. or or taking into consideration other people's opinion about being that gal or guy. Like mm-hmm. it's within, and mm-hmm. I, and you guys are sh- are sharing that. And I think it's really cool that friends of yours thought of you, and now you get to think of others in the process. Too. Yeah, it's that's, totally. That's awesome. Totally. How, when you look back at the last year, I mean, it's 2019. We just started this mm-hmm. new year. Rewind to 2018. How many flights did you guys take last year? Ah, oh, I was supposed to look at that. It's, <laughs> it, it was a lot. <laughs> I what, don't remember. Yeah. We wrote it down somewhere. It was like 56. Was it 56? Something around there. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. wild. What's the longest amount of time that you've been completely away from the United States? Oh, like I a month, think it right? was a month. Yeah, really? exactly a month. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple countries? Multiple mm-hmm. countries. We made like a lap around the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, circumnavigated the globe through dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty badass. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love saying it. <laughs> for some people, um, you know, traveling for work, and I've talked to people who who travel for work, they've kind of evaluated their situation, and um, they think it sucks. Sometimes it can be tedious, tiring, mm-hmm. uh, pretty redundant, and almost lonely. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and then on the other end of things, for those who maybe don't know what that experience is like, myself included, I don't know, I don't travel often for work um, within the state, let alone internationally. But I think it's really cool, and I just said that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at traveling for work, 
Um, how do you view it? Is, it? is it inconvenient? Is it something that, you know, like, how do you feel? Well, I think I speak for the both of us when I say this, but we, we, we love our job um, down to it. We love our job 110%, and nothing beats the, hap- the happiness of just um, traveling somewhere and just getting to sprayer, uh, sprayer, <laughs> spread and share <laughs> your knowledge yeah. and um, just, just what you're about, you know? Um, and I think that's a, that's a huge gift mm-hmm. in, in itself, um, and nothing beats that. And although some of those uh, travel days and um, plane rides are really, really long, um, and it does a number on, on our bodies, like I, I wouldn't trade it for for the world for sure. Cool. Yeah. What makes it worth it to you, Dia? What he just explained. Well, I think it's just when you get there and you finally get into the studio, and you just get to connect with the the students through through dance of all things. It's kind of crazy because mm-hmm. most times, most times. Um, we don't speak their language, they don't speak ours, hmm. and maybe we have a translator, like maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know? Right. So it's it's a wild ride, like trying to communicate, but it's really cool because you're like, we've figured out how to use like the nonverbal with our dancing, you okay. know what I mean? To yeah. kind of like express it. So I think, you know, what what makes it all worth it is the the connection with the students and mm-hmm. the job. We, we love the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not really work to us you know yeah it's funny because like we've coined that phrase of like hey if you do something that you love for a living then it's not like you're working at all Mm -mm. yeah you guys are definitely in that truth right now that's that's freaking awesome totally yeah (laughs) i mean if i could say one thing about it though sure the travel is tough it is is yeah i would be i would be full of crap if Mm -hmm. i said it was easy yeah i get it you know and and i guess what really what it boils down to is that you you love the connection that you're able to make with those students and then Mm -hmm. um and you're doing something that you love which makes it easy i think that for those folks whom i've encountered that say that it can be tiring and tedious and redundant Mm -hmm. and lonely it could be because they're in in a position where their job calls for them to do it instead of you guys you want to do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're being asked to and you're more than happy yeah. yeah, so yeah. you got to find some peace in that. And I think that really what it boils down to is the difference that you make and how valuable that is to them as students and for you as instructors. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the like one of the biggest challenges that you've encountered, aside from obviously the strenuous travel, mm-hmm. but have you guys run into any, um, whether it's business challenges or even personal um, you know, encounters where it just hasn't been comfortable? How'd you overcome that? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a good question. Well... Well, right at the top of my head, um, uh, there's this time where, uh, like, we, or actually a few times, um, pretty much when we would uh, work with these organizers, uh, some organize, organizers would be um, pretty much new to the whole um, dancing game and kind of, like, bringing people over and stuff. So um, it's not, you know, it's not their fault. You know, they're still learning and stuff. But sometimes um, it slips their mind to give us, like, a rest day before um, before actually going in and teaching. So sometimes uh-huh. we, we'll go from these, like, 16-hour flights, whatever, um, get there at maybe, like, 12 midnight, and then we'll have, like, that night to rest and then the next morning we teach and wow. yeah in a different time zone no less in, in, in yeah. a different time zone sure. yeah so um we're we're fresh off the flight and then um yeah jet lag so sometimes we can't even sleep and sometimes we don't sleep and then we just uh-huh. wake up or we just go straight to class oh no um, kidding but then yeah that's um yeah I think that's probably the the one thing that comes to my head when it comes to just like struggles yeah. <laughs> during traveling but um but to overcome that, honestly, when we get into class and the dancing happens, we, we just forget about everything. And yeah. yeah our, our main thing is um, we're there to teach and we're there to give the students as much as we can. 
You guys touched mm-hmm. on it a little bit about how it can take a toll on your body with, you know, physically mm-hmm. you're teaching something and then at the same time the travel can take its its um, toll on your body as well. The um, Is there any kind of like mental and physical preparation that you guys use on a daily basis, weekly basis to kind of get you in the right mindset and be physically prepared to instruct? Totally. I mean, being a, a dancer, we're still... I guess considered athletes. Sure. So we have to take care oh, of our 100% bodies. 100% you guys mm-hmm. are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so without a doubt. Um, we go to the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. We do cryotherapy. Uh, we have to work out and be mindful of what we eat. Um, also being mindful of like, I can't get sick before we get to our destination. Cool. So loading up on like vitamin C, you know, like yeah, just things yeah. like that and just being more mindful of like... She's so prepared. I've seen a video of yeah. Dale wiping down like the seats in front oh, of dude. y'all like in, yes. in the tray in the airplane. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And it's so funny. I don't travel often, but ever since I saw it, I'm like, yo, I need to have some like sanitization wipes without a doubt, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And you guys are exposed yeah. to airplanes pretty often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and I work in finance. I literally touch dirt all day because it's like money and all that stuff. Yeah, too. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know maybe i've built an immunity but nonetheless man i wouldn't have thought to like wipe down the seat in front of me yeah it's funny like it's so small but like you're like yeah oh man Mm -hmm. totally like that actually brings me to another question too like do you guys have like an essential set of stuff like like a what's your short list of things that must be in your suitcase like i need go get it baby you gotta have it you gotta have it okay yeah so i have we have well we have a carry-on but then in my like seat bag, All right. like at the seat, I definitely need wet wipes. Shout out to wet wipes. <laughs> Shout out to Clorox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely need some headphones. Um, oh, yeah. And lately, so I have the immune system of like an infant. <laughs> so I need uh, like a, you know, those doctor's masks yeah. to like not get the germs, the airplane germs. Yeah. But also, I don't know. We've been reading articles about people sneezing and the coughing, and so just wearing the mask like yeah. helps us not ingest like their germs. Yeah, and stuff. without about doubt. And so since I have my immune system the way I do, I'm kind of like a little bit of a germaphobe, <laughs> like totally. So then, I mean, those are things that we you know can do to control our set situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Airborne too. Oh yeah, shout out to Airborne. <laughs> Take an emergency the night before yeah. the day of. So totally. Yeah. yeah. Without like for sure have to have all those things. Yeah. yeah. You followed suit, I would imagine. Totally, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah has whatever. No choice. Yeah. When you did. <laughs> I'm just like, yep, she knows what's best well, for us. Yeah. You get sick, she gets exactly. sick, and that's not cool for her. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's not cool for anyone. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Kev? Anything specific that, like, what's your short list of I must have these on my flight? It doesn't have to be sanitization. Yeah. All right. It could be whatever you want. Yeah, honestly, if, if, if I have my AirPods, um, I've been bringing my Nintendo Switch lately cool. on the, the really long flights just to kind of keep me um, entertained in, like, a different way. That's not just watching the movies, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I think Dea said it all. Like, I, I, I use everything that she uses. I... She makes sure I do everything that she uses. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like, like, here you go, you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. I think we definitely have our like list of like fifteen to twenty essentials that we bring on like every trip. That's for solid. Sure. Have you guys mm-hmm. done a video on that? Not yet, but I I would love to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've done like a blog post. Yeah, a little blog bit post. About it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> um, going back to the business side of things, you know, yeah. when it comes to you guys booking these gigs. YouTube's obviously kind of what helped propel some of people 
who know who you are, people who are looking for dancers to instruct their, their next event, they find you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Aside from that, do you intentionally or deliberately market yourself in any way? And if so, how? I think we got the dance travel journalist thing going on. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, when they hire us, they also know that they get the perk of everything that comes with that. Um, so we get to advertise their events and their nice. show and their, you know, mm-hmm. give our viewers like a behind the scenes of that. So I think we got that down in mm-hmm. line for yeah. sure. Yeah. And of course, we always do our best to um, tag everyone and give everyone shout outs through Instagram. Um, I feel like it's only right. Like they paid a lot of money to bring us over there and to, you know, run the events. So it's only right for us to kind of support in any way that we can. And and, and it's simple, you know, just quick tag cool. <laughs> and it gives back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of give and take. Mm-hmm. And as far as, you know, documenting the behind the scenes, like you explained, Dea, do they have, have they had any restrictions on what you can and cannot document, things of that nature? It depends on the job. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Some people, they're, they're cool. Most people are really cool with it. Um, but if it's, I guess, something of, I don't know, secretive, which yeah. really isn't. Not much of it is a secret. No, not too much hush hush. Yeah, you know, not like, too much. No. Unrestricted areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they they want people to get the word out. They want people to know. That's yeah. cool. Exposure is the name of the game. It sounds like you guys contribute to that in your mm-hmm. own way. And yeah, that's cool. What about um when when it comes to like booking the next gig? Is it usually by word of mouth at that point? Then I don't know. It kind of varies. Yeah. 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 I mean, when when we get hit up, they usually don't say like how they learned about us or discovered us so um but i I feel like it is word of mouth um word of mouth and just a matter of um people discovering like certain types of content like maybe on your instagram or youtube um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think our opportunities come from like like all sorts of ways we don't even know like sometimes yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) sometimes like someone random like like someone from nepal like hit hit us up Mm -hmm. but claimed they like knew someone that we knew and we're like oh like I don't know, like, really? yeah, I guess yeah. in this dance world, like, if you know someone, like, chances are they probably know someone who knows someone and yeah. is connected in some type of degree. And then the internet yeah. just basically made every wall clear for everyone to see, so. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The That's internet cool. is super crazy. hmm I can imagine. It's, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you look at, when you look back at, like, um, just kind of getting to the point where you're able to book these gigs and teach... There are also opportunities in commercial work that I believe that you guys have done. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like? In ter- like, as what's the difference, I suppose, between teaching and being in an in an environment like a classroom or a studio, as opposed to being in front of cameras mm-hmm. and you know working in that aspect? And which one do you enjoy more? So there's two questions there. Ooh. Well. When we changed the game from teaching to just like commercial work or just working in front of the camera, um, I think uh, the goal in the game is completely changed. Like you, you're going from like um, giving information and just um, giving the students as much as you can to um, changing it to like making this con- this piece of content or this uh, product like um, um, work or like stand out or like doing your best creatively to um, make this be the best finished product that it can be. Pretty much, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have a favorite one. Um, I like them both. Like, I love cool. creating. Like, I love um, starting from scratch and seeing what happens <laughs> when you just add a whole bunch of ideas. Um, but I also love teaching, too. Um, I think both are important <laughs> to have. Um, yeah, I do not have a favorite. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 
I think we just love dance. Yeah. And so that's like the core of where all of it comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, But the commercial work is really cool. It's something new for me. Kevin's been in that game for a little bit now. Um, But it's something that's super new for me. Um, And I like it. I like it. We kind of just recently hopped in like the behind the scenes part of it. Mm -hmm. Weren't really in front of the camera, but we love, I loved the creative process behind Mm -hmm. that one because we got to help an artist um, with her very first single, very first music video. Yeah. Um, This just happened, didn't it? Yeah, it was last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was last week. And I, I, loved it it yeah. was it was such a great experience because it's something that we've i don't think we've done this together either yeah yeah so it's really cool as far as getting the opportunity for those types of jobs is it the same thing as you booking a travel uh traveling instruction job as dance teachers uh, what i'm getting at is that it did, did social media play a role in how you're able to book a commercial gig like that Yes. Same deal? Yeah, yeah. same same exact deal, so I'd say. So if you were to give like a, a layout or like a structure of how that all worked, what's step by step? How did that how did that call to action come to you? Well, the the artist that we worked with, her name is Aubrey Miller, and um she loves the K pop world. Um all she right. loves, loves, loves K pop. And all um right. I recently uh last year actually I was fortunate enough to be a backup dancer in um one of uh, the biggest K pop groups right now, um BTS and um V, that's his name, um yeah. in his uh, singularity music video. And um people's microphones or speakers just blew up when you said BTS, just so you know. <laughs> 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 like, what? Yeah. All right. No, but continue. you're like one lucky guy though. Yeah, I I, I was Super very lucky. lucky, but um but she saw uh, she saw me work with them, and um, I believe that's how she found us. And then she reached out to us uh-huh. because we were, were affiliated with the K-pop world, and cool. um, that became a job. Yeah. Yeah. So she just reached out to you via like a DM or something, like a business development uh, through um, email. Yeah. Email. Oh yeah. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you guys book a lot of gigs together as a couple, yes. and so it's business um, and it's work. How do you two delineate? You know the the, the personal side of things. You guys are. A, a couple in love mm-hmm. and you have to work together in a craft that you love. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Ooh, well, <laughs> one example, um, <laughs> well, you guys know we travel and dance, uh, for a living. Um, so most of these places that we travel, uh, if we get the opportunity to, we try to extend our stays as mm-hmm. well. So um, as well as being over wherever we are for work, we also um, like to experience the culture and the food and all that, too. So um, if the organizers are ever open to having us a longer time, um, we like to just stay in uh, wherever we go and just ex- experience the land and just to um, focus on us and just not the dance yeah, for for a bit. Um, nice. And even though we go there for a dance job, I I think it's great to um, experience new things and just like spoil your taste buds, your brain, and your eyes to just um, just different things together. And I think that helps out the relationship. Cool. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that, Dia? Um, I mean, this is something that we've actually. I mean, it's a true struggle hmm. for sure. It's it's been it hasn't been the smoothest ride, but I think we found our flow mm-hmm. when it comes to separating the relationship, the work relationship the actual work and all of it that kind of comes together yeah um where we've gotten a lot better at like being able to you know distinguish what role we're in at the time that we're Mm. trying to figure it out um so yeah i mean it 
it hasn't been like the easiest mm-hmm. ride, but I mean, I think it's the most rewarding for the both of us because we get to experience it all together, mm-hmm. you know. And then when we get to experience the world together and we love adventuring together, and it's something that we like, I don't know, we get yeah. to do it all together. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's like the best part. Kind of brings that balance back into perspective. Yeah, being able to experience it as a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to just the work. That's cool. Yeah. Do you do you have to be deliberate in reminding yourselves of the business and personal situations, or is that something that you have kind of like just figured out? And because you mentioned flow, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and you're starting to find your groove in it, Daya. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the road to getting to that point? Have you had to be very communicative, and what's that like? Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we don't have to get uncomfortable yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. but communication is totally key I you know you it. have to talk about it. it you have to talk through it yeah and it's an active like working through it sure. you know so i'm being mindful of like time and place situation yeah mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. your love for the craft is one thing but your love for each other takes precedent over all of that oh yes. totally well down to mm-hmm. yeah. totally um we're young right now. I'd like to say that I am still. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. if we were to look, just say, let, let's just say five years ahead from now, where do you guys see yourselves in this whole endeavor of yours? Well, we hope to still be able to do what we're doing now. And honestly, five years, uh, we'd like to have a family. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'd like to... Um... I'm smiling super big. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are my friends, too. Yeah. We're, not, we're not just guests on the show. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we've definitely been talking about it. We've been thinking about it, but... Um, we both agree that it's 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 all in perfect timing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and it's all in when, when we feel ready to. Sure. Mm-hmm. You see yourself... <laughs> In the same regard, I'm sure, Dea, as far as having children in five, in five yeah, years. Yeah, totally. Family in five-ish, yeah. five-ish. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. We'll see how far we could push it. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, but we, you know. We're not going to hold you to it. Don't worry. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we, going from like last year to where we are now, like, yeah. Um, I, I would really love to continue the, the journey that we've started, but mm-hmm. also like evolve through it. Yeah. Um, like how we were talking about the creatively directing and mm-hmm. choreographing, cool. like we would love to continue to do that and yeah. find avenues where we can mm-hmm. continue to do that. Also teach, also judge, also travel, mm-hmm. um, and find a way to make it all work. For sure. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that came to mind when you mentioned starting a family, and again, no obligation to the five-year mark, but but, I mean, there's there's some planning that you're going to have to put into that. You guys travel a lot, and of course, me as a parent, that's the first thing that came to mind. How would you travel with children, you know what I mean, or a Mm -hmm. child, let alone multiple? But Mm -hmm. um, have you guys marinated on that thought, and like, what's that going to be like for you in the future? Yes and no. Okay. I think we put it off intentionally so that when we get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. That's yeah. cool. I mean, nothing can prepare you for parenthood. That's <laughs> what I yeah. experience. Like, <laughs> totally. n- like literally nothing. I don't care if it's finances or like mentally being prepared. <laughs> you can read all the books you want, man. Yeah. But that's a completely different individual that's coming mm. into the world mm. from anybody else. All yeah. 7 billion of us. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, So that's cool. That's exciting though. Um, yeah. That you are just kind of waiting for that moment to happen to figure that out. We'll get there. Yeah. 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 I respect that. All right. So that's the five-year kind of outlook. 
Um, and I talked about youth. Like, we've, we can physically still move. I mean, if I went to the studio, for, luckily for me, I still got the energy to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a day where, like, our bodies don't move or recover the way that they do. Yes. How have you planned for that when that time comes? hate to be morbid. It's not about that. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's the long term, you know? I mean, long term, kind of drawing off the five-year, um, if we could go into still choreographing mm-hmm. and maybe the creatively the back end of it Mm -hmm. of the dancing and the i mean like you said earlier dance is booming so i mean what where the dance community is now from five years ago is completely different sure and i can only imagine what it's gonna be Mm -hmm. down the road but i I, i'm a true believer that opportunity is going to keep i don't know i I think it's going to keep growing and Mm -hmm. keep expanding and i think we would love to grow with it Mm -hmm. and see where we could you know go with that yeah. But people like Nappy Tabs, Keone Mari, like they're huge inspirations to us. Hmm. And they have a son and we're just watching them having like family balance yeah. work life. Yeah, I occasionally it, touch on them too, just kinda of see where they're at. But mm-hmm. I, I see where you're going with it's that. It's super inspirational, you yeah. know. Yeah. So they're still still able to pursue their passions yeah. and raise a family at the same time. Yeah. So they've kind of figured themselves out and you're gonna mm-hmm. have to figure yourselves out yeah. too. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Kevin? From you know, the creative side sounds like what Dea is is after there. Yeah, honestly, the same tip Um, right now, I think for us, it's always been like just um, just saying yes to as many opportunities as we can and seeing where um, those manifest, you know, Um, and and I think that's going to be the game for a while. We're just going to continue to um, just build ourselves up, um, take opportunities as as they come in and just uh, navigate through this as best as, as we can. I don't think we have like a real true answer of like a. Of like a final point we're just kind of learning as we go yeah for sure it sounds like um, that's the theme of your guys' story too yeah. is that it yeah. all has been kind of falling into place and you have to navigate as it comes yeah mm-hmm. all right yeah so um i mean when we have updates we'll for sure let you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and hopefully we can come back and uh, talk more yeah yeah oh i would love to see the yeah. or hear the evolution of like today yeah. and mm-hmm. fast forward 15 years from now that'd be crazy for, that'd, that'd be so cool um, all right, so you guys have shared a lot of your story and your experience, some of the challenges that you've run into, and even what the future might hold. If we take ourselves out of dance for a second, mm-hmm. and you just look at the process, if you were to like write a book of how to pursue the things that you love as a living, mm-hmm. what's like one huge takeaway that you can share individually? So Dea, you, I'll put you on the spot first. Yeah. What's one thing that you can share with the audience that that audience member that's looking to pursue poetry as their career or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be? Um, well, for any artistry, I would say just keep going. Keep going, but not just keep going, but keep trying to outdo yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, put yourself out there because you never really know who's watching. You never really know who's going to pick it up and think it's amazing or, you know, find ways to like keep moving forward but evolving with it cool i think is my little take nice yeah kevin for me i think i'd like to give away (laughs) 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 uh i don't know i think just accepting yourself 110 percent 
I think full acceptance of yourself, um, meaning, uh, or, sorry, that means that you could bring out the full potential of, of yourself. Um, if, if you're constantly living in like this doubt or like doubt of your decisions, you know, um, that's always going to hold you back from full potential or what an opportunity or what a possibility could be. Cool. Um, yeah, just f- fully believe, believing yourself and just running with it, like Dea said, and just trusting your gut. Um, there's going to be a lot of people telling you what to do or, you know, even family members saying that it's like, you know, like this isn't right, but you got to just trust your gut because um, it's your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know what makes you happy. So you do what makes you happy. I want to touch on that a little bit. If I yeah. can get both of your insights on what Kevin just said, of course. which was to block out the insight or opinion of other people, mm-hmm. even in, in some cases, and for you guys' case, it's your family that mm-hmm. you had to kind of like, oh, I'm going to block this out. I really love this thing and we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how, how'd you do that? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, let, let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. Like you loved it. Yeah. But you also didn't know that it was going to be something mm-hmm. you just tried. Mm-hmm. So like what was going through your mind? What are your reservations when you were in that moment? I feel like, well, when I found you, I was like, you know what? There's no way that we could fail right now. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like hey. my jaw just dropped when you said that. <laughs> like, my heart, man. That's like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, like for me, like I felt like, like we had something great, and I was like, cool. you know what? She, like we have the same goals, the same passion, like like we're, we're striving for the same thing, and whatever we we take on, if we do it together, like if we don't get to that point at least we got really close and something else will come from that really close, you know? Cool. Um, yeah. So for, for me, I really never like doubted us like one bit. Um, yeah, I never like, of course we're, we're always like, we're, we're perfectionists like naturally, but, um, mm-hmm. whenever we, we finish the product, like we were past that. We never look back. We, we move on to the next and we continue to try to perfect quote unquote, whatever mm-hmm. the next thing is. And, yeah, we just always give it our best. <laughs> and, and, and if you don't achieve that perfection that you have set for yourselves, mm-hmm. you said, we came darn close and it's going to propel us to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Is that what keeps you going? Because I feel like perfection sometimes is what uh, overthinkers tend to yes. imagine in their mind. Mm-hmm. And then they hold back and then they almost deprive themselves of the greatness that's like actually in them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what... In the instance where you didn't reach that perfection, and so and I still want your input on this too, Dea, mm-hmm. so keep your thoughts. But I'm going to continue with Kev, Kevin's thought. If you didn't achieve that and you got close, how do you come to terms with, okay, I didn't get what I, what I wanted out of that, but I came darn close. So what's your, mm. what's your thought process? I'm always planning. For me, I'm, al- I'm always planning. Um, so if... So if I came darn close and I look back at that product, I'm still like, well, what can I do with that product? Like, how can I use that unfinished or not perfect product and still make it something that it's not? Repurpose it, I guess. Cool. So, um, yeah. Um, so it's still evolving. It's still, it's still evolving. Yeah. So even though it's finished, you could still use it and you could still repurpose it and you could still do whatever you want with it because it's, it's yours. You nice. Know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, Dea, back to the original question, which was to block out the opinion and val- putting too much value into the opinion of others. Mm-hmm. What's your process, or have you kind of done that in the past and continue to move forward? Mm. <laughs> well, I think as human beings, naturally, you'll still think about what other people... Like, just human nature. No doubt about it. For sure, for sure. Like, you'll at least think about it. Um, what's helped me, though, is the fact that we have each other. Yes. Like totally like just kind of 
you know, when I'm feeling away, he's like, like, no, you know, like we're good. And there's always that like Mm -hmm. reassurance that like, well, you know, we're doing the best with what we got and we can just keep going forward from there. And, um, I don't know. I, I always knew that dance was going to be a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it was well, your just whole kind family, of, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, it was kind of like a thing. So um, that was the one thing I knew, the one thing I loved, and the one thing I trusted. And then finding Kevin, everything just kind of like elevated. Ev- yeah, elevated, yeah. evolved. And, Respect. Yeah. I, so there's two different things that I'm hearing from each of you. So mm-hmm. from Kevin, I'm hearing it's perseverance, having the right mindset, um, and just continuing totally. to evolve from maybe your previous achievement, mm-hmm. whether you come up short or you did get that thing that yeah. you wanted to achieve. From there, it's moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and it's like, okay, don't look back too much and don't dwell too much on an imperfect product. Yes. How do you improve upon that? I'm not asking you, but that's that's the yeah. question that you ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Dea, from what I'm hearing, it's a support system. It's having mm-hmm. an accountability partner in Kevin and also knowing that there is someone who is believing in you despite some of the times where oh, you might feel low. Totally. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you don't have to be married to that person, y'all. Like, <laughs> like just have that person that, can, that you can confide in and trust yeah. in and push you and not always be your cheerleader, but even like really put you in your place and make you realize that potential is still there you're just not seeing it Mm -hmm. that's cool i have a lot of respect for that dude you have a way with words eddie (laughs) (laughs) that's why i'm on audio not too much video (laughs) thanks um a lot of great stuff that you guys shared here i've been at this for almost an hour and um i i cannot believe um, that we finally came together. It, it was a long time coming. We've been yes. planning this for, like, I feel like half a year. Yeah. Yeah. We've been in really. discussion about finally meeting. <laughs> totally. We're all very busy, but I really and very like sincerely appreciate you taking the time. Um, this is your guys' time that you're sharing with me and my audience, and for you to take time out mm-hmm. of your busy schedule, your demanding mm-hmm. lives. Luckily, we live pretty close co- yeah. proximity to one another, yeah. so it kind of worked out today. Mm-hmm. I'm just really thankful for you guys sharing the, the insight that you were able to today. Thank you. Oh, thank thank you. you so much for having us. Um, this is our first podcast. Um, we were both really nervous, but you made us re- feel really comfortable today, man. Oh, Just thank you. <laughs> thank you. Right thank on. you for having us. Um, real quickly, before we close out, can you guys share how people can contact you and encourage them to reach out just to kind of like continue the conversation? Sure. Um, you can find us on Instagram uh, at KeviWins and at Deasvia. We have our travel account. It's at Kevin Dea Travels. Uh, we're kind of all over the place. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, yeah. YouTube. Or if you want to um, get real up close and personal, um, we have our own website, kevinandaya.com. Check it out. Cool. Thank you, guys. I'll be sure to tag that in the description, too. So clickety-click down below, y'all. Hey. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right, big thanks to Kevin and Dea once more. Be sure to check out their website. As I mentioned, it is in the link in the description, and their tags for Instagram are right there for you at Kevin and Dea Travels. Setting Stages audience, thanks. That's it for this week. I appreciate you always joining me week in and week out on Thursdays. For those of you who are new to the show, please click that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. If you found this episode or any previous episode to be helpful in any way in your life, share this with your friends. Share this on your Instagram stories and screenshot that you've been listening to Setting Stages. This show only grows through the community and audience members who are listening and gaining something from it. Your shares have really made this show grow throughout the last year, and for that, 
I thank you so much. I'll catch you all next Thursday. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with passion, purpose, and positivity. Let's go.